0: This, I turned on uh, Don Lemon on CNN. I didn't wanna watch Fox. I didn't wanna watch MSNBC. I didn't really wanna watch CNN, but it just seemed the most logical. Um, Let's play some of this and let's see if anything is missing from Don Lemon's uh, play-by-play of the storm.
1: We have a tornado watch that's in effect now till 1 a.m. Listen, we're gonna stay on the air for you uh, until uh, until at least 1 a.m. So I'm just getting the information, so a lot of it I'm seeing uh, just as you are, so I'm gonna walk you through. This is in Mullica Hill that you see right there in New Jersey. That was a tornado uh, captured by Bob Thomas. Uh, So there you see it blowing through, and then later we're gonna get you some images, I believe there's stills, of the aftermath of this tornado going uh, through New Jersey earlier. We also have shots of our subway system here in New York City uh, inundated with water, flooding there, you can see it, uh... All, the entire subway service all over the city of new york city suspended because of the weather uh... from ida which includes uh... obviously rain flooding look at that at the, see at the very back of that look at that water is just pouring into the new york city subway so the entire new york city subway system out of commission um, right now uh... and then there are other trains that can, feed into New York City, the seven trains, Staten Island Railway, uh, and all of that. They are on delays. The MTA checking it out, and they're going to update us. In New Jersey, the governor has declared a state of emergency. The governor, Phil Murphy, is saying, uh, urging residents, stay off the roads, stay home, and stay safe. Look at all of the the floodwaters. This is tonight in the northeast. This is Bloomfield, New Jersey, and if you look at this, you can see why the governor of New Jersey I
0: think we're about, I don't know, a minute in, a minute in, maybe a minute, 30 seconds in. We're seeing New York City subway completely flooded. We're seeing parts of suburban New Jersey completely flooded and like cars, sedans, and mini SUVs like basically underwater. Uh, We are seeing, you know, water going in uh, pretty much everywhere Uh, and I don't know, There's really no discussion of the cause of such carnage. Yes, we know it's a hurricane, Ida. But, you know, generally, other than Hurricane Sandy, a couple other nasty hurricanes uh, in the Northeast, you generally don't see this kind of flooding, this kind of carnage in the Northeast. And I don't know, just watching CNN, of course, the images are important to see. The flooding is important to see. You know, having on elected officials is important to see because uh, see those elected officials will then give viewers uh, the necessary emergency hotlines they could call if they need help uh, and the necessary information. But I don't know. Call me just wanting too much. I, I kind of want to know what's causing this, Mr. Lemon. Hmm. 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 Let's play more.
1: Flash flood emergencies issued Wednesday evening by the National Weather Service, stretching all the way just west of Philadelphia uh, through Northern New Jersey. Dozens of water rescues happening, uh, taking place and numerous roads uh, have been closed. So we'll get the images up as we get them. The latest flash flood emergency included Newark uh, which is New Jersey's uh, largest city. Uh, you're looking at that, uh, images from Newark, New Jersey, uh, right now. These are the rainfall estimates for parts of central and eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey, range from four to eight inches of water, with some isolated locations approaching 10 inches. Some parts saw three to four inches of rain an hour uh, throughout uh, Wednesday. We've been speaking to our meteorologist, uh, Pedram Javahari who has been telling us about the rainfall, the one hour rainfall totals in New York City uh, and which is measured usually in Central Park, the highest on, since they've started taking, keeping record. Let's go to our meteorologist now, Pedram, to give us, Pedram, to give us some uh, perspective on what's going on. Listen, this tornado watch in the Northeast, which includes New York City, to 1 a.m. I'm not sure they're going to uh, extend it, um, but this is some really bad stuff. The
0: South, we have always had hurricanes in the South, but the strength of the wind is significantly more uh, than normal, the flooding significantly more than normal. Not a word from Mr. Lemon or his good looking uh, weatherman on, I don't know, carbon emissions are, you know, burning ice caps or icebergs. Uh, The, you know, the temperature keeps going up all around the world. You got Canada was 120 degrees a couple of weeks ago. The West was on fire while all of this is going on. Tahoe is on fire. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I didn't go to journalism school. I pretty think, I pretty kind of think that that should be an emphasis on anybody's coverage of what is causing this un, this crazy, abnormal flooding in the Northeast.
2: So, um, first of all, hi, everyone. I apologize for being late. I had uh, something to do with my, my son's school. So, um, here I am. But to come into the conversation, what I can say is, where I, so I live in Maryland, and our capital city, Annapolis, just had a tornado as well. And that, obviously, it's, you know, not the first time there's been a tornado in this area. I remember being young and everyone being all upset in Delaware because a tornado was coming Because and everyone was all upset and so shocked because it was so rare. But was I shocked when I saw the news that Annapolis had a tornado? Um, and for those of us who are geographically challenged with which I am, unless I've lived in those states, Delaware and Maryland are, are right next to each other. Um, I live, uh, Annapolis is about an hour and a half away from where I grew up. So it went from a huge surprise When I was young to have a tornado in this area to wow that's awful and it's just going to keep happening it's going to happen more and more
0: it's like literally being inside a burning building and nobody asking at all or wanting to know uh you know who who burnt down this building and of course you know you got to do both things as a journalist you gotta give the news in real time where is the flooding happening uh have on they had the governor of New York on who gave Uh, hotlines and information for people that they could call if they were in trouble. So I'm not saying like only do a commentary on the climate inferno that's causing this, but to, to be absent of any, I mean, I think Brian Stelter who was reporting, IE went outside his house in New Jersey, uh, but he was kind of reporting from this yesterday. uh, I think he like vaguely mentioned it vaguely mentioned that climate is playing a role in this. It is insane, and this is why a big reason why, of course, our corrupt politicians are the bigger reason. but when cable news and, and you know outlets just kind of you know mention, yeah, climate and the climate catas- the climate catastrophe is playing a role here, it's not playing a role. It is causing it.
2: Last year, uh, actually probably around exactly a year ago there, of course, were more wildfires, uh, wildfires going on throughout um, Oregon and, um, and Washington state a bit and California. And so I went and I reported near L.A., uh, about an hour away from L.A., and there were horrible wildfires that, that devastated many different areas. But one story that I zeroed in on and I was lucky enough to uh, connect with this woman was with someone who... Um, owns, or owned, she's trying to rebuild it, and I, I want to follow up and see how she's doing, but she had an animal sanctuary, and it was completely devastated. She was able to get her animals out with, through, I, I don't know, luck <laughs> and a, a prayer, um, but her entire sanctuary w- was devastated, and in speaking with her, and um and speaking with other residents whose homes, some were were left standing, some were also devastated, and speaking with these neighbors, and speaking with people that week who'd been impacted in different ways by the wildfires, the general consensus, and even though this was by LA, this was very extraordinarily rural, like maybe three houses are your only neighbors for a while sort of deal. And so this wasn't, I would, I would say not a very progressive area, Um, but we're at a point where climate change is just the truth, right? And it surprised me that even these folks who have been personally, people say you can't understand things or truly care about things until you're really personally impacted, which is true in many cases. But these folks were personally impacted by climate change. And they were not informed about climate change. And if I'm, I'm aggregating here responses, but if they did believe that climate change was, was a thing, then it was only maybe partially responsible or not our main focus or, you know, on and on. And so my, my surprise was, wow, these people have lost their in some cases, businesses, in other cases, homes, Um, very important belongings. I will never forget walking uh, across the the burned out, um, the home that was on the animal sanctuary. Um, it, It felt like, you know, those videos that they take underground of the Titanic, for example, where everything's, you know, that's one of the scenes in the Titanic movie. But if you've seen documentaries, whatever, that eerie just darkness where things just don't look right. It's surreal. Um, it feels not real, but that's what it reminded me of walking through that burned out structure.
0: This is on a serious topic. I'm glad Jen's with me because honestly, yeah, I could comment on the Texas law, but obviously I'm not a woman. So I think I'd rather hear from a woman about this, uh, than me, but, uh, we covered it a little bit yesterday, uh, last night during all this carnage and flooding, uh, the Supreme Court uh, decided not to block, um, not to block the Texas law that basically is uh, overturning on a local level Roe versus Wade. It's draconian; it uh, does not allow abortion beyond six weeks. Obviously, I don't have the data, but maybe you do, Jen. A lot of women don't know they're pregnant at that point, point. Um, and basically has created this yeah, bounty. Yeah. So, hum-
2: so before you continue. When when someone says I'm six weeks pregnant, they're actually only four weeks pregnant. Um, They count for these things. They count the two weeks from your last period, and so they add on two weeks. So when someone says six weeks, that is only four weeks after fertilization, Um, and that's gonna always be pretty much an estimate based on the woman's period. So that four weeks is. People, a lot of women have no idea that they're pregnant. They've they've maybe missed missed a, a period. Some women still have a period, um, which a lot of people don't realize. In some cases, there's there's spotting that can occur, um, and and the woman is pregnant and, and assumes that that's her period, and that is just like weird that month. Things can affect your your menstruation, medication you take, thing, whether you're eating enough or too much, whether you're exercising, whether you're not. So women can often assume. Uh, so just for some context there, uh, for for folks who um, haven't been pregnant before or are men perhaps and, uh, and aren't aware of, of those kind of nuances. So, so six weeks pregnant, so-called, is not a lot of time. A lot of women have no clue they're pregnant.
0: But obviously... I mean, the bottom line is: before we get to the politics of it, it's horrendous, um, particularly for poor, poorer people. I mean, if you if you're well to do, you could leave Texas if you need to get an abortion, uh, but most people cannot do that or can't get time off, can't afford the flight, can't afford to travel. If they could, they can't get time off work for that kind of thing. Um, so it is essentially criminalizing poverty, and it is also uh, really creating a bounty system. On abortion, because it is essential, it's it's like a most wanted sign in the old old, uh, you know, the wild wild west in the old days. They're saying that if you find somebody who is driving a woman to get an abortion past a certain time, if you know of the uh, abortion provider giving it, you could sue them civilly, and then they will have to pay you ten thousand dollars. I cannot think of a more draconian, reckless, dangerous. Thing, there's already reports in Texas where more uh, right wingers and pro lifers are showing up outside of abortion clinics to, you know, uh, inspect who's, who's, you know, who's within the law. It is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Um, And honestly, the Democratic Party right now could get rid of the filibuster and enshrine Roe versus Wade into law. I mean, that they can do. President Biden can do that. Go ask. I mean, I don't want to comment on Jeffrey Tubin, but he knows he knows law. He said it. Other, <laughs> uh, other people are saying right now they can get rid of the filibuster and, and just be done with the Supreme Court, enshrine Roe v.ersus Wade into law. Why they're not doing that? I think we know why the Democrats do and don't do certain things. But and let's let's just call it what it is, Jen. They're going to fundraise the hell off of this.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, they're
0: going to fundraise the hell off of this uh, under the guise of women. I mean, I think they care, but they're also going to make money off of it for the midterms and probably 2024. So yes, Merrick Garland is not exactly a progressive per se. I don't think he'd be voting to overturn Roe versus Wade. I think we could agree to that. So here's 2016. And if Obama would have fought for Merrick Garland, And let's just say, let's just specify what that means. I don't know, Jen, could he have gone to Kentucky, held a rally, shaming Mitch McConnell? Could he have threatened every Republican in a swing state or a purple state or a purple district that if you deny my attorney general, excuse me, my Supreme Court justice a hearing, I will personally campaign against you, personally campaign against you all over this country. Could he have galvanized women's rights, uh, women's rights groups, labor groups, Supreme Court scholars around him for speeches, uh, press conferences at the White House. Would he have won? Maybe not. Would he have a better chance of winning if he would have done that? Yes, yes. It's the same thing Bernie Sanders said when he, if he were to become president, you know, I'm not gonna first bring in Mitch McConnell and try to negotiate with him. I'm going to first bring in Mitch McConnell and say, look out the window at my army. Right? So put that back up, Colin. Let's just say for argument's sakes, Obama would have done all those things. It would have been a five to four Democrat Supreme Court before Trump won. Before Trump won. So then, moving forward, 2017. If Obama would have done that, even with Trump as president, you would have had still a five to four Supreme Court. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was still with us. The only difference would have been uh, Kennedy, the Republican, retired, and you would have swapped in Neil Gorsuch. Still a five to four Democrat Supreme Court, even under Trump. Fast forward to 2020. Uh, Unfortunately, Ruth Bader Ginsburg lost. Uh, Not lost, excuse me, uh, (laughs) passed passed away. A loss for all of us, but passed away. In this scenario, I mean, give or take, who knows, maybe they would have nominated Kavanaugh at that point, but it seems to me they wanted to nominate a woman to replace uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. In this scenario, Trump gets his second nominee and the Republicans take take a 5-4 lead. A 5-4 lead is a whole nother planet, Jen, 5-4 uh, uh, advantage, shall we say, is a whole nother planet than six to three because we saw in many cases, including Obamacare and others, that oftentimes, even when the Republicans had a 5-4 um, advantage, that sometimes uh, Anthony Kennedy, at the time, a Republican judge, would come over to the liberal, uh, with the liberals, so that the liberals would... would uh, you know, win a majority, uh, ruling. So again, Jen, there just seems to be no agency. It's always Susan Sarandon's fault or Jill Stein's fault or Bernie Sanders fault. I'm going to get to the other reasons why it's not their fault. Well, but I don't I'm, know what, what your thoughts are.
2: It's also, um, controversial of, um, I would say, um, the Pumas, those are the, the Hillary folks throwback to 2012, uh, no, 28, 2008, uh, Pumas. And, um, I, yeah, I, I think that it, again, this is controversial among that group, among Obama people, but, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I believe should have retired and Obama should have, um, been able to put in a, a justice at that point. And, yep. you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, just like, I, just
0: like Stephen Breyer, by the way, should retire.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, Justice Ginsburg did a lot of good things. She did other things that were not good. And um, in the end, the Democratic Party is so hubristic that they make this mistake over and over again. Well, for one thing, they feel like they don't have to fight for anything, as Jordan has covered. They don't truly fight. They certainly don't fight in, in the way to win uh, as, Demo- as uh, Republicans do. Um, and so take responsibility it's not Susan Sarandon it's not Jill Stein Uh, there were plenty of opportunities for Obama for Ruth Bader Ginsburg for all of these heroes of liberal normie democrats there were plenty of chances for them to actually do something to prevent this and not the all-powerful Susan Sarandon
0: so I got onto Twitter. It wasn't just me; it was Walker Bragman, uh, a journalist, because Glenn was making the point that we need to just uh, enough. We need to open up the schools. Uh, it's just destroying children's lives that they've been out of school this long, and the long-term effects on children's lives, um, and you know, social development and socialization uh, is you know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta compare those risks to the risk uh, of death or other things. And my point to Glenn, and he also told me to fuck off because I don't have children, which I thought was kind of condescending. But Jen has children, so Jen.
2: Yeah, he didn't. Th- he didn't respond to to me. I did comment as well, the right. Head.
0: So according I to told Glenn, him,
2: I'm a former, I'm a I'm a trained teacher. I was a teacher. I also have children, and I agree with Jordan. He didn't right. seem to.
0: So. Glenn's argument was only about death and used, to be clear, right-wing talking points uh, about um, car accidents. This is what right-wingers say after mass shootings and many other things. Well, more people die in car accidents every year. You're going to outline driving? And Colin has this. We, we did it. Uh, that was one year of car accidents, 38,000 deaths in 2020. That was one week of COVID deaths. Not children, but just COVID deaths, period, 9,000 and then extrapolate that over a month, over a month, it was almost at the amount of people that die per year. And these are the numbers recently. Why aren't you just as concerned about the risk to their physical bodies and their cognitive development? Children's bodies are not fully formed till about 2021, Uh, mind, cognitive development. So do you know the long-term effects of this? Which she just wouldn't answer. Well, Colin, if you could show this, once one, one data point, but I think it's relevant. One in seven children who test positive go on to have long COVID, studies suggest. This is from uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, compared survey data from about 3,000 people aged 11 to 17 who tested positive for COVID-19 in England between September 2020 and March this year and 37 children, 3,700 children who tested negative the study's findings suggest that long COVID was the likely cause of one in seven children who had tested positive experiencing three or more symptoms 15 weeks after infection. One in 14 chil- children reported reported five or more symptoms. So I wanna be fair, Jen, I, I criticize people who cite like some random study in Alaska or some random study in you know Sweden, but this is the United Kingdom, NHS, you know they—they're comparable to the United States, not in population, but just healthcare. Uh, and this is data that shows one in seven children are having long-term symptoms, which that study does not indicate. Okay, if they're having long-term symptoms, we probably don't know how long are we talking. <laughs> Do the symptoms go away and then come back? So this was my whole point to Glenn and others. It's not just about the death count or the risk of death. It's also about the risk to damaging their bodies and minds. And now we have some data indicating, yeah, there is some long, long haul going on in children.
2: Um, Yeah. So this is a a very, this, this topic to me is very complicated in form. Like, I, I get all the pieces, but the answer to it is not complicated, if that makes sense. So there's a, what I'm saying is there's a, there are a lot of complications. There are a lot of things, including for me personally. And, but the answer is we need to keep kids safe. Um, I won't go into too much detail because it's, you know, my kids are um, a, a bit older and it's, you know, they're, call when to share their info or, or whatever but my kids have really really struggled um i have one child who is on the autism spectrum and routines are very important and always have been uh for for him but so covid is i, I mean it's it's hard to to not re- to not reveal everything to, uh, because that wouldn't be right to do while also trying to explain what I mean. So kind of bear with me. Um, It's thrown him off course to not be in school, to not be around other kids, to not be able to socialize. Um, My other son who's neurotypical, he also struggles in in very different ways. And uh, it's, he's going to be okay. Um, But for other kids, and I'm talking about it now an aggregate of kids that I know um, it's devastating and hard and horrible to have to be out of school The the loss of knowledge um, as a teacher, I know that even when it's just, you know, summer vacation, you have to do a lot of review the next year because a lot of children don't get in-home instruction um, or keep up with their reading at home or, or whatever. And And that's understandable. Parents don't have time to be a teacher for their school on top of their, in many cases, multiple jobs, but there is a loss of knowledge that goes on there. And so as teachers, we always, you know, help bring back what they learned the previous year. You spend a month or two on that before you can even move on to the new stuff. And so now you have covid which the kids were out of school the year before last for a huge chunk they were out for uh, but i by out i mean out of the building for all of last year and then now a lot of school a lot of kids are returning um i can tell you what i the decision that i made is um my older son is vaccinated and for us he he not because we can personally afford it, but he is in a very good school for kids like him. And he has five kids total in his class, like in his entire like grade. So they're very easily able to socially distance. So I've made the decision to send him to school. All that is to say <laughs> that it's complicated. And I get it. I get what, I don't understand why Glenn is making the arguments he's making in the way that he's making them. But for those who are arguing in good faith, we have to send our kids back to school. Um, you know, it's, it's time on and on. I to that have to say, like, I, I get why you're saying that. And there are devastating effects to learning, to memory, to social development. But it's better than death. It's better than living with long hauler for the rest of their lives. It's it's better than passing it along to an older family member who passes whatever. We need to to keep safe. We need to be smart. And it's infuriating to me to see arguments like Glenn's.
0: I just want to be clear, Janet. It's not a, just it's not just Glenn. This is oh, a whole course. yeah, this it's is a, a whole whole bunch, not just Glenn. He's just the most you know with the highest level well yeah and,
2: and zaid Jalani, uh formerly with um the intercept who's gone you know has different opinions now um it makes me angry because in in certain cases and i'm not speaking a specific person at this time when i say this it is not said in good faith and it's said out of contrarianism and but that is going to lead to deaths. And especially for those who have large platforms, to be contrarian, just to do it, or even if you think you're right, but to make uh, comparisons that don't make any sense to, you're, you're putting propaganda out there that is going to get people killed. And I don't know if you have this pulled up, Jordan, but, but um, Glenn said the exact opposite of his point here.
0: I don't. So I hope you have but he did. Right. He did when it was really bad in Brazil. Walker pointed that he said the exact opposite of his argument now. Uh, and when Glenn was called out on that, he said, "Well, this was was before there was a vaccine," which doesn't make sense because most children aren't vaccinated, so they don't have the protection of the vaccine. And you know, the other thing I'll say at the end of the day, and I said this to someone on Twitter, and again, I don't have a kid yet, so Jen is the authority in this discussion, but sometimes you're in an unprecedented situation. Sometimes you're in a situation that there are no good options. It's 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 a menu of horrendous options. And you have to pick, you know, we talk about lesser of two evils. In this case, it is the lesser of horrible options because it is bad. I know some of what Jen's talking about, her personal situation. I know other people that have had tough situations with their kids not being in school, uh, Childcare, you know, the strain on marriages—it, it, it's not good. But what is the alternative? Sending your kids into a contagion box, where, okay, maybe they, maybe the data shows they won't die, but you also don't know how it will affect them getting COVID. Where I just showed you, at least in England, we're having one out of seven children, age 11 to 17 having long haul symptoms.